Hey everyone, and welcome to PR Hangover, a weekly PR recap and talk show brought to you by Grand Valley State University's PRSSA chapter and hosted by me, Kelly Darcy. Thanks for tuning in. Hope you enjoy the show. So, so why, why don't, don't you start? start? <laughs> I can't with this microphone. Why don't you start by telling us who you are first? So I am Kelly Farage, and I am a digital marketing specialist with Chaco Footwear, part of Wolverine Worldwide right here in Rockford, Michigan. Wow. wow. So, so are, are you from, from Michigan, Michigan originally? originally? I am. Where yeah. about? St. Joseph, Michigan. Okay. Which so is a little bit yeah, smaller, right? Yeah. All right. That's, That's pretty, pretty – I've heard it's really, really small. small. Is that it true? is. You know what? It's really charming, and it reminds me a lot of Rockford. Okay. So, like, if you're in downtown mm-hmm. Rockford, and you know how quaint and charming and, like – quiet it is yeah. st joseph is very much like that oh okay so, so nice, nice to, to be, be around. around yes exactly and yet close to grand rapids so close to like good food and uh, you know fun things to do and music and those things so yeah, yeah. best of both worlds so, so i saw because I, I was talking earlier obviously um because what you do when you're gonna meet someone, someone. Um, that, that you work for patagonia. patagonia yeah so, so it's, years. it seems, seems like you are really into the outdoorsy lifestyle is that true it is so I have been in the outdoor industry for 15 years now. Wow. Yeah. Like, like a teenager. teenager. Like a teenager, teenager length of time. time. Yes. Wow. And Almost driving. Yeah. So this, this vein of uh, apparel and footwear is where I live. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Is, there is there a specific, specific reason? reason? Are you just drawn to it or did it just kind of work out? out? Yeah. So um, I actually have a degree in geography with a minor That's in awesome. outdoor education. And so um, when I was in college, I believed that I wanted to like work at and manage summer camp and summer camp mm-hmm. programs because okay. I grew up going to summer camp. Um, a little shout out for Van Buren Youth Camp in Bloomingdale, Michigan. <laughs> Here's to you. Yeah. This podcast is for you. And, um, and so that is what I thought I was going to do. And then right out of college, I worked for Boys and Girls Club of Greater um, Kalamazoo as their summer camp manager. Okay. Yeah. Super awesome. Lots of responsibility for like a 23-year-old. Yeah, Yeah, that that sounds sounds like it. Um, And at the end of the summer, I was super burned out and overwhelmed by like the reality of that job. Right. Right. And thought, okay, wait, what do I want to do right now? Like at this very moment, what do I want to do? And I walked into the Eastern Mountain Sports on 28th Street, which has been closed for a long time now, but used to be there. It right. used to be in the Dave and Buster's building behind Trader Joe's. Okay. okay. Yep. Yep. Yeah. yep. I, I, I know, know the area. area. Awesome. Um, and I was, I got a job as a seasonal sales associate, like selling people coats and yeah. shoes. And it turned out that I was really good at that. Mm-hmm. And so the, the reality of it was that, um, for me, people were coming through the doors, and like I got to help outfit them for their adventures and their dreams and like their travels abroad and yeah. the biggest backpacking trip of their life and like all of this awesome stuff. And so, by getting to talk to these people every day about this type of stuff, like I felt like I was facilitating their adventures. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, like I felt like that had some meaning in it, like in a weird kind of way. Right. Like I was, I was like helping people do the types of things that gave them a real sense of, like, fulfillment and joy. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, you were you were, were helping, helping them not die on, on these adventures, adventures first yeah. of all, and, and thusly enjoy them more. more. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, 
like, have you ever heard the idea that, like, there's no such thing as, um, like, a bad adventure, or there's no such thing as bad weather, there's only, like, inappropriate clothing? Yeah, yeah something, yeah, yeah, I've heard right? that, where, like, you have, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, I, you I weather, weather anything, anything. Exactly. just depending right. on how you're prepared. And so, I did, I spent 10 years talking to consumers, outfitting consumers, and then managing and training other people to do that mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so you helped you helped, helped create like, like the, the next generation, generation to help facilitate, facilitate adventures. adventures totally yeah. yeah and in the meantime in those 10 years what I learned about is I, I got to learn a lot about young people because that's who works in brick and mortar retail mm-hmm. are like 16 to 26 year olds who are at some sort of transition in their life so they're doing this while they go to school they're doing this or they're working three part-time jobs while they're pursuing what they're really passionate about mm-hmm. or like those types of things. And so I worked with a lot of really young people who would work for me for anywhere between three months and two years, Yeah, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and um, in spending that much time with people while they were in transitions in their life, I felt like they were also gaining a set of skills that they would use for the rest of their life Yeah, yeah. because you have to be able to talk to strangers <clears throat> every day yes yes, yes. I, I yes yeah. I do, do understand that. that you have to be able to um fold a whole wall of denim mm-hmm. which um, I can't even do in my closet of denim, denim so, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah right um you have to like have small like legal interactions because you're exchanging money and you're also like dealing with people's expectations of purchases and returns and warranty and like that kind of stuff and so like there's a lot of small skills that you learn in brick and mortar retail that then I hope translate to the rest of your life yeah Yeah. so I think everyone should work in retail for three months at some point in their life I agree full-heartedly yeah yeah Yeah. I worked worked in in, this is a side note about me I I worked in retail for two two years years. I worked at a a shoe store store. um yeah yeah, I I love shoes are my life I have over 75 pairs of shoes um it's just sad because I wear like the same black pair all the time but, 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 you know, but, but here I am. And, and um, I actually contribute a lot of who I am now and how I, how I deal with things and why I choose the things I do because of my manager when I worked there. And I, and like, shout out to Stephanie Bamia. She was wonderful, but it's, it's, and I was, I was about 18, I believe 18. So 18 to 20, about that time frame. Um, working in between school and summers, all that stuff. And it definitely, it changed when you have a good working relationship with the people that you're working with, with that can teach you more than just how to do the bare minimum at this job. So I definitely agree. I think that I would assume from what I've met you, what, 10 minutes? Yeah. We've known each other. We're pretty close. That you definitely would have changed people's perspectives and ability to, to work hard. I hope so. I, I hope that, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people worked for me over the years now. Um, and I hope that some of them enjoyed their time with me. And I'm sure one or two. I, I, I'll, I'll give you that. that. <laughs> and took some skills away that then they're utilizing in their, like, now lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so wow. so I spent time with Eastern Mountain Sports. I spent time um, with Track and Trail. I spent time with Patagonia, obviously. Right. right. And so um, I sold a few pair of shoes and a lot of insulated jackets. <laughs> yes. Um, and Patagonia is an amazing company. So I went to work with there because Yvonne Chouinard, who's the founder, mm-hmm. um, believes in using business to change the world which is kind of a big, bold, you know, thing. Yeah. Um, but they actually, like, legit do it. And so yeah. um, when you purchase a, a Patagonia jacket or a bag or anything like that, um, 
Patagonia is taking that money that the, the net profits of it and like actually making the world a better place. Yeah. yeah. So in your neighborhood at your local nonprofit, like the um, Alliance for the Great Lakes mm-hmm. here in Michigan, or, you know, big picture, like actual, like, you know, saving the, the polar bears kind right. of stuff. So they do it all and it's, it's the real deal. And so um, it was an amazing four years of my life. So, so now you're at Wolverine. Wolverine. Yep. And, and so, so how, how do you think, think those years, years have, 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 <laughs> so, have, have, have compared? compared? Yeah. So, so different. So I actually had a, a, a career shift. So um, what I do now didn't exist when I was in college. So I'm the same age as Mark Zuckerberg. Wow. Yeah. But, but you didn't, didn't invent Facebook. Facebook. No, I didn't invent right. Facebook. But so, this interview's over. Yeah. So <laughs> when he was rolling out, like, his first iteration of Facebook at Harvard, we were both freshmen in college. Mm-hmm. Right. So... Um, so this idea of um, digital marketing management, content management, social media management, like the whole spectrum of what I do didn't exist. Okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. So what happened, though, is that while I was at Patagonia, one of the things that we did was we did test markets for social media in Chicago, New York. Mm-hmm. And so I was Chicago and my friend Joy Lewis was New York. And so she and I both rolled out like Patagonia Chicago and Patagonia New York and like Facebook and Twitter and um, Instagram, like sort of new then. And um, what happened was I realized that I was really good at it. Mm -hmm. And so the trick of it was, in my opinion, was that you needed to talk to people online through social media the same way you would talk to them in person in your store. Mm -hmm. So the same skill set that worked in brick and mortar retail, talking to people, really did awesome on social media because yeah. most of the time on social media brands talk to people like um they're a poster or a billboard it's like they like put up a little picture and then they put a little you know print media style like logo on it mm-hmm. and then that's it it's not an interaction it's not a conversation and it's not personal and it's not engaging yeah uh, it's not compelling yeah, yeah. And so if you were in person, you wouldn't hand somebody a poster and be like, there, see, look at my poster, (laughs) right? So if you were in person talking to somebody, you'd be like, hey, who are you? Tell me about you and what brought you into my store today. And what is the adventure that you're going to go on next? Because I want to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So that's super different than like that poster that I handed you. And so great social media is a place where we can have great conversations and it's where we can engage in what matters to us. Mm-hmm. And so um, those ideas translated into my current career. Wow. wow. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. I just I got, got really inspired, inspired also. also. Like, as we, like, <laughs> every, I'm just like, I'm just witnessing this like re-inspiration of like what, why I'm in what I'm in and why I'm doing what I'm doing. That was really weird. Um, great weird. Like a, like a Santa Christmas weird. But, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, um, so, so how do you think Wolverine, do you, do you, like, like, it's a company that you support, you support then? Yeah. Because you supported Patagonia a lot, and yeah. a lot of people do, but, you know, how, is, how are, are they similar or different? different? So my story with Chaco begins in the summer of 1999 when I was a raft guide. So I spent a summer... That has all good stories. stories. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I spent the summer on the river. Um, I worked on the Nantahala um, and the Cheat and the New, all kind of... Um, 
mid-Atlantic area rivers, so kind of Pennsylvania, West Virginia area. And um, as a raft guide, um, I bought the best sandal for being a raft guide, which is a pair of Chacos. Mm -hmm. And so I bought a pair of uh, Chaco Z1s in the sushi pattern. Oh, good. Yeah. And then I spent a whole summer on the river. And um, as a raft guide, you make an hourly rate and then you get tips. And um, But you don't have any living expenses. Like, I think I lived in a tent. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> as you do as a raft guide. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so, but this this pair of sandals, like, carried me through the whole summer. And I pulled kids and boats and stuff out of rivers and, like, had this brilliant life-changing experience in this pair of sandals. And the sandals kind of became, um, for me, a symbol of what, like, real adventure felt like Mm -hmm. um but also they leave this really kind of rad tan line behind yeah so you get this z tan from your choco z sandals um and so then when you're not wearing them you also see this this symbol on your feet of like your adventure yeah Yeah. and so that was my first experience with jago um fast forward post patagonia and um kind of a, a a time for me to return home to Michigan mm-hmm. um, and be closer to family and um, really kind of quote unquote settle down with my right. life. And um, so I called up a friend at Wolverine and said, Hey, I want to come home. Do you think you can help me find something? And they were like, yeah, we'll find you something. And so I landed with Chaco, which was awesome because for me, it was one of the companies that I had always wanted to work for. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was during a time when Chaco was really transitioning. So Chaco was acquired by Wolverine in 2009 <clears throat> and Wolverine kind of like was busy trying to find a home for it in the portfolio and support it like it should be supported. Right. And so they transitioned through um, a couple of different teams kind of trying to find its its place mm-hmm. and um, to find the right group of folks to support it. And um, I got to come into uh, the brand at a time when Chip Co had recently taken it over, and he is one of the best bosses I've ever had in my life. He's brilliant and so inspiring and so motivating, and you just want to like really make him proud every yeah. day. And so I met Chip, and I just kind of told him my story about being a raft guide, and and also told him about um, how I want to use social media to really connect with people. And he was like, "Yeah, I want you to be a part of my team." <laughs> yeah. And so um, I have now been with Chaco for four years Mm -hmm. and it's been awesome every day do you you think think that's that's, wow that's That's like like a like a love story story. like 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 when you like you're like like, i'll see you some other time time, i like spring break love of my life and you come back and they're there and you're like we did it oh yeah yeah this is totally like you know my summer fling from 99 that like i refound as an adult and i'm like yeah, this is still real. Broke out into like a grease <laughs> type, type number. But it's fine that you didn't. I mean, I'll just be a little disappointed about it, but it's not a big deal. So what do you think are some... Because you, talk, you talked to me earlier when we were chatting that, you know, you think a lot of big picture strategy. That you that that's kind of how you... Is that kind of how you go into your role now with Chaco? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. And I'm going to talk about it tonight at the Ad Club. But for me... Um, thinking about why you are posting what you're posting, thinking about why you're saying what you're saying from a brand perspective is more important than what you say. Mm-hmm. And so um, there's a great Simon Sinek like TED talk about start with the why. And it's definitely like in that same vein of, of like 
thinking about why we're engaging with people, thinking about why it's important that we talk about the things that we talk about, and but also knowing what we don't talk about and what your brand's not. Mm-hmm. Um, those are so important. And, and my boss um, says all of the time that knowing what you say no to is more important than knowing what you say yes to. Mm-hmm. And so from a brand strategy perspective, um, I know who Chaco is. And I know what we sound like, and I know what we're going to talk about, but I also know what we're not going to talk about. Right. Um, and actually, like, a, a pretty good current example is that yesterday was MLK Day. Right. Yay. Um, your favorite sandal brand, my brand, right. doesn't necessarily have anything to say about MLK Day. Good, bad, ugly, anything. Like, right. There's nothing that, that Chaco has to add to that conversation that um, couldn't be said by a more thoughtful or appropriate person or brand right than 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 your favorite sandal brand and so you know chaco we chose just not to post yesterday right Right. and it's one of those things like if we were to post you know some content about product or um even like a pretty picture with a quote or something like that i don't think that it would have added to the conversation it wouldn't have brought something compelling or new to yesterday's social media feeds. Right. And so knowing that we couldn't contribute something compelling meant that we didn't have to say anything. Right. Right. So knowing when to say no, Mm -hmm. way more important than thinking, well, we need to put something up because it's Monday. Right. Right. Or like you have to, you know, it's, you you follow the the steps steps of posting. posting. It's what you're supposed to, like, you're you're supposed supposed to post on these things and whatnot. whatnot. It's better better to, to yeah, like, and we could have, you know, here's a pretty sandal or right. like, you know, here's our rechaco program. It's time to tune up your sandals with fresh outsoles. Like that would not have contributed to yesterday's conversation. Right. right. So we didn't, yeah. you know, and I think that's really important. So for me, that that strategy, mm-hmm. it's not that piece of copy or this picture. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so it's, it's, it's strategy, strategy is more, more than just, just the content, content that you create. create. It's, it's it's, it's an, an ability, ability to know when, where, where why, and more so why. Yeah, yeah, always why. So why would we have posted yesterday? Right. right. So no one in my team could come up with a compelling reason for us to, to post yesterday. Mm-hmm. So we didn't. Yeah. 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 So it's, it's, it's understanding that also. So, so like, I guess I, guess I feel like a lot of brands want to be, just want to be a part of the thing. thing. Oh, Yeah. And, and I, I, I think, think that that doesn't always work out. out. I, think I think sometimes people can refer back if, if they, I mean, you know, people always talk about like the Oreo blackout. blackout. They had a yeah. great, they had a great ad. They, they did the thing on Twitter. Twitter. Like it was really smart. But then everyone else who did that though, like you're, you're just trying to play and you don't, it's not, it's like the why is it necessarily there, but you think you have to do it. They fell by the wayside. If not, it worked against them. Totally. I think that the Arby's, uh, shout out to Pharrell about their hat. Yeah. Right. But that hat is kind of their logo hat. Right. So it like worked. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think that that's a really rare circumstance. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> uh, and it really panned out for them. Um, that said, the conversation then was about the hat and not about their product. Yeah. yeah. And, and people, people still, still didn't talk about Arby's. Arby's. Yeah. Food. Correct. Right. right. They were so, talking about Pharrell's hat. Yes. yes. And, and like, like Arby's name, name which, which yeah. a little bit, which I feel like it didn't, I just, I just think about Pharrell. Pharrell. Like, yeah. I, 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 I
when American Rivers puts out their list of the 10 most endangered rivers in this country, Chaco has something to say about that. Right. right. You know, we are a sandal that was created and designed by raft guides for being in the river. Right. right. Yeah. They, Chaco has something to say. And, and that's, a, that's a time when we do have something to say. And you ask, why? Because we were founded and designed by raft guides. Right. right. Done. So, so it's, it's relevant. relevant. Yeah. Like, like relevant. relevant. More, More than, than just relevant. relevant. Like it's, it's, it's above... It's, <clears throat> It has, it has to, to have, like, the, the full amount, amount really. Because I, I feel like, like anyone could be, like, could fight. Like, like well, we're relevant because we are in, we know about rivers. rivers. Like, you could, like, there's a lot, I feel like, of people who would, brands that, again, would just want to be a part of it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but we're not a part of everything, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah. We don't have to be everything to everyone. I want to be your favorite sandal. Right. But, you know, but if people are looking for boots, you just can't. Yeah, and, and that's definitely, you know, a space that we are continuing to grow in is, mm-hmm. is closed-toe footwear. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a there is a lot of space there in closed-toe footwear. Yeah. Um, when it comes to sandals, we make the best sandal. Right. And so I think that's important to say is that we own that space. There are some other spaces where we could learn to have some ownership. Um, and and closed toe and boots are definitely one of those, and I'm wearing um, some Chaco boots tonight. I was gonna ask weirdly because of my weird yeah, shoe thing, yeah, like what, what they were. Like, they're really cute. cute. No, these are these are Chaco boots, and um, they're awesome. This is the Fields boot for women, yeah. new for fall sixteen. Um, Wish I, wish I had those around to Israel. That would have been really nice. Yeah, and so and I'm a huge fan, but this is definitely like a new space for us. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like I think that we made a really premium boot, and we did it in a really compelling way. Um, but it's definitely like, you know, there are a lot of, of boot brands. Yeah. I'm, I'm wearing Doc Martens, Martens currently. Yeah. Those are so, super cool. They, aren't they? I'm a fan. Limited edition. Got the last oh, ones. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited about them. <laughs> but like I said, people are like, who cares? And they're like, all right. But if you know those brand things and like, I, well, and this is a nerdy thing, but Doc Martens just came out, like they didn't just come out, they have a new boot heel and they tanked. Okay. They, they totally just like, they're trying to get into this like booty demographic that's yeah, really big right now it's huge in fashion it's what you do and like they they tried really hard to like get into it same thing tim uh, timberland is the same thing and i was like and they just they tanked this sales this is, so you're wearing their kind of iconic silhouette so this is the style that doc martin is known for yeah, yeah. so this is they own that space yes. right and especially with that kind of iconic yellow stitching the yeah. down stitch on top yeah. like so no matter what pattern is on the leather, like I know because of that yellow stitching what that is. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, that is that look. Yeah. 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 If anything, and you can tell when, when people try to get into it also, like, like you can see like even like boots that try to kind of look like, look like they're competitors and you're like, you, you don't have that space. Like you totally don't have, you don't, you can't like, that's not it. So that definitely makes sense. And I do think it, it, do you think you could ever work against a brand to own a space so much that they maybe can't? It's it's very difficult to branch out of it. So let's talk about Vans. Yeah. Right? Let's, please. I have I have eight pairs, so yeah, I'm, okay. I'm in. So Vans has that, both that checker pattern on their canvas, and then that kind of iconic slip-on, right? Yeah. So Vans is known for that. They mm-hmm. certainly make and have made a a few more styles than that checkerboard slip-on. Do they still make the checkerboard slip-on? Yeah. And do they still sell? I'm guessing, but boatloads of those? Yes. Yeah. But I, I think that they've done a really good job of transitioning beyond just a slip-on or even beyond skate culture, mm-hmm. which is kind of their, their origins. 
very similar to Chaco's kind of river guide origins. Um, you know, both both brands have these kind of heritage stories of being tied to a specific sport or or type of activity. Um, but Vans has done a really good job of really transitioning beyond just that one style. And so I think that it can be done. Um, I think that it needs to be thoughtful and purposeful. And you need to go back to asking that question about why. Mm-hmm. So why would we make something more than a sandal? Right. right. And and I think that some sometimes the answer to that is what is the consumer asking for? And mm-hmm. so when the consumer is asking you for more than a sandal, then you should probably give them more than a sandal. Right. right. I was gonna, I was, that, that was my next question. question. Is, 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 is people saying, you know, we want, we want more enough? enough. Like, is, is that, that, is that, that enough, enough of a reason, reason for just for people to say, like, we, like, totally, like, like there, we, don't, we live in Michigan, Michigan we can't always wear sandals, now what? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, and so I, I think that the question for you then is, is really about what you would consider success outside of your core category, mm-hmm. right? So if our core category is sandals, then if we're going to make a closed toe line of any kind, what would we consider success outside of that? And so I think that it's an opportunity to treat a, a large brand like a small brand. And so it's almost like you're starting your own secondary brand, doing another thing um, while still staying true to your heritage, right. if you will. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, for I mean, Chaco is, is experimenting and, and learning about product outside of sandals. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think it's going well. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're, they're still, still called Chacos. Chacos. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, so I, I think, think like Madden... Like, like Steve Madden, Madden, Madden Girl, how they are different. So I was, I was thinking about like because that's a whole, it's a different demographic and a different shoe, yeah, and different styles in terms of like there's more flats, it's a lot smaller, like they're more honestly reasonable in terms of walking uh, for a lot of them. But but it's still the same quality, but it has two different names. And I wonder like that versus you know like having like a heeled version of a boot would I don't know would be different. Yeah, I, I think that every brand is going to have a different strategy when it comes right. to nomenclature and, and naming products. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is definitely not my specialty. Right. right. No, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> I, just I just think, think Chacos, Chacos is so iconic. iconic. Like, it's, it's almost, almost like, like, like Kleenex. You know, like, like, like oh, yeah. Like, I'm going to get my Chacos, Chacos and people, you know, if they're, they're real, real or fake Chacos, you know it has that Z and so they're real Chacos. And people, like, it kind of has one of those, like, brand names like that. I agree, and and definitely there have we have seen other um, other footwear brands attempt to replicate us, um, but none of it has stuck. Right. So I, you, I'm, can't, you can't yeah. beat the original. Exactly. So I'm not yeah. I'm not super concerned about it. Yeah, yeah. I, would I would not be either. either honestly, <laughs> I worked at Herman Miller. And they we that was another people are always like, oh, look at this egg, egg chair. chair. Yeah, it's called like, like a hard boiled egg chair. Like it's it's not the same, and like you know it's not the same. There's a reason why things that are what the biggest thing is that they're more expensive and it's like yeah because they're better yeah like well you get what you pay for that's i don't know why knock up doc martens because otherwise they're gonna fall apart and not protect my feet so totally i know a lot about weird things no i'm enjoying it yeah yeah i think both are design intensive and so you probably are attracted to things that have um a certain level of design quality yeah Purpose. purpose. I think yeah. things, things with a purpose. purpose. That's, That's why Chaco, like, like the, 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 it, it has a purpose. Like, yeah. the purpose, and, and you are, you are, you are living proof of that purpose. purpose. Working. Same, Same thing with, like, fans. Like, you do use them to skate. skate. Like, they, they are, are good, good for skating. skating. Like, you can't deny the original purpose, but they have other things also. Yeah. Okay. I learned something, and I get it. Well, very cool. Yeah. Well, wow. Thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome. Do you have any advice for anyone trying to get into 
besides fall in love with your product, product I guess. But yeah, you know, any advice for anyone who's who's looking out there for for a way to maybe follow their passion of something that they love. Don't be afraid to go in entry level. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like, or it's my perception that. Um, a lot of people come out of college feeling like they need to be doing something. They need to be in that that role that's their dream role. But sometimes you get into that dream role through being willing to support that dream role. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have always, you know, a lot of people who worked for me or I worked with at Patagonia, it was their dream to be a... Um, an apparel designer or they wanted to be in the environmental grants division of Patagonia or they wanted to work in human resources or or whatever and they came and worked in a brick and mortar um, retail location for me and honestly that got them that foot in the door it got them that opportunity to really get familiar with the product and get familiar with the consumer and that experience is what they then used in combination with their education, or they mm-hmm. used that experience in combination with um, what the other things that they did outside of work in order to put themselves in a position to pursue that dream role. Um, sometimes it, it's a little bit more about being willing mm-hmm. to do the grunt work right. than it is about having some sort of like most amazing resume ever. Right. right. So, so maybe, maybe just, just finding, finding like your, your dream, dream company. company. And yeah. then starting, starting wherever, wherever, wherever you, you, you can, can and you will and then, then exactly from there. And, and I had these employees who came in and they walked through the doors and they were like, I have a law degree, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? I want, I want to learn the product and I want to talk to consumers and I want to fold denim and like, th- because I want to be a part of Patagonia. I want to be a part of something that, that is making a difference and changing the world. And so this is where I'm going to start. Yeah. yeah. And so I had some really amazing, really overqualified um, folks work retail for me, and it was awesome. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, mean, I feel like they'd have great stories to tell. <laughs> I think so, too. And I think for every brand that you ever work for, the opportunity to have had interactions with actual consumers in person is more valuable than people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. Like, that opportunity to really be able to speak to the consumer you know, and when you're when you're fitting somebody for their ski trip, and you um you have outfit them with with the ski pants and with that jacket, then in three years when you're applying for that that job in apparel, you can say, you know what, I I know how these these pieces fit the consumer, and I know their complaints, and I know what they like about it. Mm-hmm. That is huge, and that experience is in my mind more valuable than an additional year in design school or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I. I cannot stress enough that that real life experience with consumers is incredibly valuable yeah, yeah. that seems, seems like it, it. seems like, like it's the best way to know to know something is to experience it firsthand totally well, well thank you, you so much for being here. here you're welcome thanks for having me we will is there anywhere that you want people to find you to contact you after this at all if like twitter or yeah yeah you can connect with me on linkedin i am I accept everyone. True. Accepted, she accepted me today, so that's true, yeah. it's, it's a big deal. I'm, I'm not one of those people that has some sort of barrier to accepting people on yeah. LinkedIn. Um, but also, I'm super active on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And so um, if you want to talk to me, um, I regularly participate in the Wednesday night uh, GR social chats. So hashtag GR. As do we. Yeah. Which hopefully everyone of our members who's listening yes. knows that. Um, and so you can actually like... Um, give me some feedback or, or ask me questions on Wednesday nights at 9 p.m. Yeah. yeah, I'm there. 
Well, thank thank you. you. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to PR Hangover. If you want more PR news like this, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at GV underscore PRSSA. Talk to you soon.